Okay, let's switch gears. So I'm going to go over to my co-host Alicia Meyer. She is talking with uh, Local News Live White House correspondent John Decker, giving us an update on the Department of Justice investigation into uh, President Trump. She has uh, the latest from John. I'll go over to her right now. All right. Thank you, Ryan. As Ryan said, we're joined now with John Decker, Local News Live's White House correspondent. John, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on today. I appreciate it. Yes. Let's start off with Mar-a-Lago. There's a Thursday deadline coming up in the Mar-a-Lago search. What is this process looking like, especially as we close into Thursday? Well, between now and Thursday, the DOJ, the Department of Justice prosecutors there will go through this affidavit, likely dozens of pages long, line by line, paragraph by paragraph, and they will determine what information they are comfortable with in terms of releasing that information to the public. But there's also a lot of information that they don't want to be released because of this ongoing investigation. They don't want to release sources and methods. Witnesses they've spoken to, witnesses who are cooperating with this investigation, witnesses who have spoken to an impaneled grand jury, evidence that has already been uncovered, all of that will be redacted uh, by the DOJ, and then they will provide that redacted document to that federal magistrate in Southern Florida, and he will determine whether that's sufficient, uh, whether those redactions uh, go too far or is just right. Uh, and at that point, uh, there'll be a back and forth in terms of what comes next in the process. If indeed the judge and the DOJ agree on the redactions, then that would mean that we could possibly see this document uh, within the next week. If they do not agree, that's where we get into a delay in terms of the public seeing this document. So if they do meet that Thursday deadline, then we may see this document within the next week or so? Well, that's right. Uh, but then there's also another possibility, which is delay. Uh, and that means that if the DOJ, for instance, is dissatisfied with the judge's decision, they can appeal it to a federal district court judge in South Florida. If they don't like that judge's decision, they can appeal that to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. That's based in New Orleans. And if they don't like that court's decision, they can appeal it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. That could take months. Adding on top of all of that, is that within the past uh, few hours, uh, former President Trump's lawyers have filed a lawsuit against the federal government. They are asking a federal judge to appoint what's known as a special master or third party to review all of the documents that were seized during that uh, search of the former president's home of South, in South Florida. That process, if that lawsuit goes forward, uh, could further delay the idea of you and I, the public, being able to see, see what's in that redacted document. Over the weekend, former Vice President Mike Pence defended the FBI on the search over Mar-a-Lago. Um, is he the only Republican with this view? Are there others who kind of follow suit with some of his beliefs? He's one of the more vocal Republicans expressing his support for the FBI, for the DOJ, the rank-and-file workers uh, who do the work of the FBI every day of the week, including that search at Mar-a-Lago, the former president's home. Uh, and he made those comments while he was in Iowa over the weekend. Uh, but there are some other Republicans uh, who say, look, don't criticize the FBI. You can criticize the leadership. Uh, and then, of course, you have some Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene, a congresswoman from Georgia, who have actually said defund 
the FBI. Uh, so you have all these different viewpoints uh, that are being expressed right now within the Republican Party, which traditionally has been the party that likes to see itself as supportive of law enforcement, supportive of agencies like the FBI. Uh, Senator Lindsey Graham recently um, scheduled to testify before a Georgia grand jury on those efforts to reverse the 2020 presidential election. Federal appeals court did pause that. Uh, what does that mean for Graham? Well, he's gotten a slight reprieve. Uh, right now, it's in the hands of a, a federal district court judge in Georgia. Uh, she has given a deadline to Senator Graham to e express uh, to this judge uh, what uh, areas he feels should uh, he should be exempted from testifying on. So what areas uh, he feels that this subpoena should be partially quashed. Uh, after that happens, the DOJ can reply to what uh, Senator Graham has said, and then Senator Graham has the final word. But this particular judge has already made it clear that she does not see any reason why Senator Graham should not testify before this specially impaneled grand jury in Fulton County in Atlanta, Georgia. So I would expect within the next two weeks, Senator Graham will have to give that testimony before that grand jury. All right, moving now over to uh, Mitch McConnell. He's criti criticizing what he calls candidate quality um, in states where Republicans still hope to flip. What is frustrating him? Does he think that Republicans can actually take over the Senate? Well, what's frustrating him is that he right now is the minority leader. Uh, obviously, he would like to be the majority leader. And what he's frustrated about is that there are some Republicans who are the nominees for the party in certain states and Senate races that are not doing well. Senator, Mem uh, uh, I'm sorry, not Senator, he'd like to be Senator, but Dr. Mehmet Oz is one example of that. He's running 11 points behind in his race in Pennsylvania, and that's a critical race uh, in the sense that the, the seat right now is held by a Republican, Senator Pat Toomey. If Republicans lose that seat, that will make it that much more difficult for them to retake control of the U.S. Senate. What McConnell has said, uh, he answers this question very honestly. He says, after the midterms, it will be either Democrats who will be in uh, a slight majority or Republicans who will be in a slight majority. That's how close this election will be in November as far as the Senate is concerned. Well, speaking of midterms, as we move towards midterms, a new NBC poll showing nearly 75% of Americans say we're headed in the wrong direction. What does that mean as we head towards midterms? Well, it's not a good environment for the party in power when you see a poll like that. And that poll also indicated that uh, President Biden's approval rating, 42%, his disapproval rating, 55%. You add on top of that uh, the high inflation numbers that we've seen over the course of the past year. Uh, that is not a good environment to be running for uh, Congress or to be running for the U.S. Senate. That being said, Democrats say they have some momentum, they have some energy because of their legislative wins they've had over the past few weeks. Uh, that, they say, will give them some momentum. And also, they say they're energized, their base is energized because of the abortion decision, the, the overturning of Roe versus Wade by the Supreme Court back in June of this year. Uh, they believe that that will energize their base, have them come out for the poll to the polls on uh, election day in November for the midterms. We'll just have to wait and see. There's a lot of things that are at play right now. 
All right, kind of ending our coverage there in Washington today, Dr. Anthony Fauci announced that he will be stepping down from the NIAID. He's been there almost 40 years. What's it like in Washington? What's the reaction like today? Well, a lot of praise for Dr. Fauci. After all, he served seven presidents, Republicans and Democrats. Uh, he really got public notice the last few years with the coronavirus pandemic. I've known him for uh, many years. Uh, first time I interviewed Dr. Fauci was way back in 1999. But of course, uh, he's been at the forefront of so many uh, big issues that have confronted the U.S. as far as health crises are concerned, not only uh, the coronavirus pandemic, but the AIDS crisis in the 1980s. So a lot of praise coming for Dr. Fauci, certainly from uh, President Joe Biden, who put out a statement praising his service to our country. Uh, but there's criticism. He was a lightning rod, after all, uh, when he served uh, in his position uh, over the course of the past few years. And some Republicans say that if uh, indeed Republicans take control of the House or take control of the Senate, they will have oversight committee hearings and they will subpoena Dr. Fauci to answer for decisions that he made uh, over the course of the past few years as it deals uh, or as it dealt with the coronavirus pandemic. So uh, that's why we're getting a mixed reaction, so to speak, from uh, some people here in Washington, D.C. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much to Local News Live's White House correspondent, John Decker, for the latest out of Washington. Thank you, John. Thank you.